Thank you so much for tuning in to the Attack and Release show. My name is Sam Moses. I'm with my good friend, Matt Garber. And this is season two, episode one. In today's episode, we would love to talk about everything we have learned over this past year, as well as expressing our gratitude to all our listeners who have downloaded, shared, and just encouraged us through the last year. So Matt... Are you ready to do one more deep dive into the episode? One more deep dive (laughs) reviewing season one. Let's do it. Perfect. So, Sam, what have you learned since beginning season one? Well, I think A, A or number one, uh, this podcast, when we started it, we had zero expectations of what it was supposed to do, going to do. There were no, you know, I remember when we were talking about it, it was mainly the goal, I think, and you can correct me if this wasn't our goal, (laughs) but I feel like the goal was to help demystify mastering as well as the music industry and then also talk about, um, you know, how how to kind of be a, a healthy whole human within all that and how that relates to business and life. And that yeah. to me was kind of our only expectation is we would be honest and not lie, which is a hard thing to do. Honestly, I feel like honestly, <laughs> don't lie. Um, but we didn't want to lie and we wanted to tell people about where we actually are in our quote unquote careers and life and not project something that makes us look further beyond where we are or cooler or more accomplished. Um, like so many, I'll say, you know, podcasts or um, talking heads in the music industry may appear to be doing very well, yet they're struggling, you know, off Instagram. So uh, if it helps, I don't feel any cooler. <laughs> yeah. I don't really feel any helps. cooler either. I feel pretty pretty much the same coolness. I don't know what level that is. But I think I think by doing that, I was so surprised, and this is going to be uh, letter A, or the first thing I really learned is that there is a strong desire for depth, uh, wisdom, and honesty mm. within this industry because there is so much... Um, information overload. There's so many people trying to sell you tips and courses and books and social media makes it very easy to appear as if you're always busy and always working and always doing something incredible when in reality, I know for a fact because of my mentoring program and the amount of people I talk to that the majority of people who appear that way are not actually that happy and they're not that busy. Um, and I think, you know, what I've learned and what I'm proud of, you know, toot our own horn, Matt, is we have been, to me, as honest as we can be through this. Mm. And that I know has connected with people because of all the affirmation we've gotten from this podcast about that of being honest and sharing where we're at and 
hopefully people listening know by now, like we don't know everything. Everything we say is just based on opinion and experience. It is not the end all be all. It is one or, you know, Matt and I are two voices in a sea of millions of voices um, just trying to share and hopefully something we've learned or more so failed at already, um, you know, we can help others not have to go through that failure <clears throat> unless you want to learn the hard way, which is sometimes the best way to learn. So maybe you need to fail. I don't know. You can wrestle with that one. <laughs> but um, but yeah, the, the first thing I really feel like I've learned is is the more honest we are, the more transparent we are, the more accepting of where we're at. Um, you know, I've learned this year a lot of where I'm at is exactly where I need to be and what, hmm. you know, what I'm doing right now uh, needs to be shared with people because I, it's so easy. We're forgetful humans. You know, I, I lose perspective of where I was when I first started and then year two and three. And there's so many people that are just starting or even year three or four. And, you know, I've talked to a good amount of people who want to quit or want to give up and they're so close to making it really work. And, um, I think the more, you know, season two, this season two, for me, you know, projecting on what I'd like to see, you know, us do is we've had a lot of people give us topics to speak on and I would love to keep doing that, you know, Mm -hmm. and just continually being honest and, and letting season two be, um, you know, like chapter two in our in our career in life where people can go back to season one and be like, wow, they were there and now season two, they're here. And not for the sake of going like, wow, these guys are great, <laughs> but for the sake of showing some honesty and, you know, that this, the music industry and what we do is, you know, we embrace the process and you and I, Matt, preach all the time of like work is a blessing. The process oh, yeah. is a blessing. And if you're not into that, um, you're gonna have a hard, you know, a hard go at making this music thing work. So, to me, that's the first thing I've, I, I feel like I've really learned and just been affirmed over and over again. So I'm gonna say that's that's number one. What about you, Matt? What do you think? This episode, for some reason, I'm kind of like, you know, after like reality TV shows are over, they'll try to yeah. milk that one final episode where, like, everyone who got kicked off that reality TV show is, like, sitting on a couch yeah. and talking about their experience, <laughs> like, on the island or in the mm-hmm. boardroom. Or, yeah. I feel like that's what this is. This is kind of that. It's like the, uh, after the final rose on The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. I'm not trying to milk another episode out of this. Uh, that's just kind of how I was feeling when... <laughs> Yeah, it is kind of like that. (laughs) When when Johnny didn't give me the rose. It was just heartbreaking. They're casting that in Charleston now. Did you know there's a height requirement for The Bachelor? Oh, I did not know that. 5'11", in case anyone's curious. Discrimination. Yep. So... Well, I just learned that, so that's going to be something I say at the end of our recap of Season (laughs) 2. I'm going to say I learned... That there's a height requirement for the bachelor. At least that's what <laughs> that's what this was that's what our local paper was putting out. It's probably but anyway, true. Yeah. I think what you were saying, like the biggest takeaway from what you just said is where I am right now is where I need to be. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's so true. I was talking on Instagram with a guy last night who had reached out to me about he'd only been 
uh, mastering for two months, but he mixed a little bit before. I think he's over in Europe, and he was just kind of feeling discouraged because he hadn't, uh, he didn't really have any mastering business. And I was like, dude, but time is like completely on your side. I was like, unfortunately, you just kind of have to put in that time and that sweat equity. And I made a specific point to say, like, don't play the whole grind culture thing because that's just going to end you up in trouble. Like, anyone who gets into the grind culture, the only, like, everyone's like, oh, I'm going to get money out of this. I'm going to get fame or whatever out of this. It's like, no, the only thing you're going to get out of it is tired. <laughs> you're just going to be tired. Exactly. Um, there's no longevity that is to come from that. And, um, I essentially told him what you just said is right now you are where you need to be. And I kind of spelled it out about like how his course should go per what he told me. And I mean, we'll see, we'll see what he says back. But I mean, I, I mean, I can't believe that more, but that's like one of the hardest things to like take home. Right. Is to realize that you are where you need to be. And to like the whole like, honesty in that part of it and like not trying to build up like yourself bigger than you are there was a a local guy he has a label in town and he reached out to me today and he said hey what's your availability this week or next week and in all honesty i had every single project that i had booked for this month push back until uh, early 2019. We're currently recording this at the end of 2018. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, sweet, I get to rest. <laughs> and I'm not going to, because I mean, it's December and like no one's doing anything. So it's like, I'm just going to leave myself open and whatever happens, happens. But I'm closing this year in a restful way and I'm okay with that. But uh, when he asked that question, I told him, I was like, I, in all honesty, have the rest of the month open. Like, everything got pushed back. So uh, my schedule is your schedule, whatever you'd like. And But normally people will go around and they'll be like, oh, well, let me see if I can fit you in or something like that. And it's like, that's not how this is supposed to go. Like, you're not trying to, like, fit somebody in if you need the work. And it's like, I'm not making any other money this month. Sure, I'd love to... Like I'd love to put something together with you, and it's a new band that he's uh, he's a part of, and it's like yeah, like like one more like one more band, like let's let's close out the let's close out the year strong. So I mean, the whole honesty is insanely important too. So no, everything you said right there was was really really awesome. Um, so that was everything that you just said again. <laughs> Let me, uh, something that I learned and a massive takeaway for me yes. is how much this podcast has become more of an entrepreneurial podcast than it has a massive <laughs> podcast. That's true. And, and I've taken this pretty serious because I don't necessarily want it to drift into that realm, and I don't want to market against anything that's currently in that realm. Um, I do have several of my friends who have written me and said, I love your podcast because it can, it essentially goes a lot deeper than like mastering. Of course, there are certain uh, episodes which kind of get pretty heady. Yeah, but 
in general, what y'all say is applicable to everyday life in just about every situation. So I do like that, and I do like how universal it is, but I don't want to be like necessarily an entrepreneurial podcast. However, in order to do like music in this day and age, I feel like there is an entrepreneurial um, like aspect to all of that, which is why we really need to touch on some of these topics. And in terms of like finding clients, like defining what your goals are, an episode that released today, so I guess you know what day it is, the balance of freedom and discipline. Um, I mean, so you want a full-time audio career. It's like how to do that, like why you should invest in yourself first. I think I already said how to get clients, but I mean, that like, like then lastly, it's like telling you that like you are worth more, that like if you're doing something entrepreneurial, you're probably worth more than what you're charging. Mm-hmm. So I think that even though this podcast is not intended to be an entrepreneurial podcast, I feel like in order to do just about anything in the audio music industry that you really need to have a little bit of an entrepreneurial background in there just because that's really how you get started. And you're going to need to figure out how to generate clients and you need to figure out like... Who are your clients and how do you market to them? And like when we tell you like how to pick a mastering engineer, you can know whether or not you fit like within those parameters. Like when we say how to define your goals and like define like what the difference be like like the balance of freedom and discipline, like what those are, you can figure out whether you're aligned with that. And I mean more importantly, you can find your own voice in that, and you can say, no, you're full of crap. So, I mean, either one of those, like, really work. So, Sam, what else do you think? Well, well, the second thing, second thing I feel like I've learned, letter B, number two, uh, I feel like from the interactions with people this year and the amount of questions we've feel did from uh, emails and things like that from our listeners, which is wonderful that people that listen write into us and say things. We're so grateful for that. And you can always tell us uh, your thoughts and opinions and we will dialogue about them. We love doing that. But I, I feel like another takeaway from what I've learned this year is that we're all uh, extremely similar in our wants, needs, and desires. And we've kind of talked about that before in this first season about, you know, at the core level, people, and this is a big, broad brushstroke, it's not always true, but for the most part, it seems like people really want to uh, be accepted and have a place mm-hmm. somewhere and have a community which I feel like this podcast, you know, something I've learned is like we've accidentally created a digital community that has become kind of a support system for people and helping them uh, figure out how to accept where they are as Mm -hmm. well as helping them figure out why they're actually doing what they're doing, which I think is, you know, loops into the all of us have a similar desire um, in life to 
be successful, I think, on some level, and that looks different for everybody. But there is an overall arc um, to me that people would like to, you know, make money, which is great. You know, the the world runs on some sort of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would like to do things that are noticed, you know, by people that the work they do is somewhat recognized or someone affirms it and says, hey, I, I see that, I hear that, that's good. And I think that's taught me through this um, how many people in the music industry, uh, I don't know if our listeners or you, Matt, are even familiar with like love languages, like what's your love language? Mm-hmm. It's an old thing. Um, but just affirmation continually, people in this industry need to be told like, hey, this is good. Like I heard this, this is good. You did good work because there is so many people that I feel like I've, I've heard of, you know, by talking to them and even in my own experience of the last eight to 10 years is like, you just get a lot of negative tossed at you. You know, usually when you send Especially something off, online, yeah, you can just hide behind that computer. Right. Exactly. And it's so easy to, um, you know, just throw stones from your computer and I think what I feel like we're developing is is a group of people that are starting to, you know, embrace positivity and think differently about the way they approach, you know, Facebook forums and their clients and learning that, um, you know, I'm not a huge believer in that, like, you, that you, Matt, are my you know, my competition, even though we both master, because I'm a big believer that we all, you know, hear and interpret music uniquely. And, and by default, then we have a unique product that no one else can mm-hmm. duplicate if we're willing to accept the way we hear things and, you know, grow, grow with that. But I just feel like what I've learned is, you know, I've tried to be more vocal over this year with people that I interact with and just saying like, Hey, this is great. You did a great job. Even if I had nothing to do with it, you know, just telling them mm-hmm. the other mastering engineers that have chimed into this and telling them like, Hey, this is great. That album sounded great, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that's very different in this music industry where it feels, you know, the music industry is often thought of as so competitive and cutthroat. And if you were to ever, you know, give a project to someone else, you know, you, you're an idiot or if you don't take what you can get, you're dumb. Or if you Hmm. are praising or celebrating someone else, you know, who does the same line of work, then, you know, that may make you look incompetent or that you're not good enough to do that project. And I've kind of found all that just not to be really true. I understand where it comes from because I feel like I've wrestled with that for years and I'm, I feel like i am kind of got a good handle on it and it comes from, you know, a scarcity mindset and, and feeling insecure kind of about where you're at and what you offer people. Um, and it pokes to, you know, some sort of hurt usually. Uh, but I feel like this, this big second point that I've learned this year is people need to be affirmed. They want to be affirmed. And when you give affirmation to people, they literally like, change into a new human and there's Mm. nothing more um i don't know i just love genuinely celebrating people and their projects and their things and when you do that it's like something renews in them and they have you know enough uh it just fills up a tank or something in them for them to keep going and keep journeying and that's 
that's super important to have that um, in place and to have people in your life to help do that because this journey is is long and it's often lonely and I feel like I've learned too the longer and more successful you get you know it's kind of like people say you know the view from the top is lonely because you're the only one up there um, it it's true like the more deeper I get and the longer I do this and people who used to do it have quit and a lot of people have moved on and you know a lot of the people I started working with I don't even work with anymore a lot of bands that I worked with eight years ago aren't bands anymore and hmm. it's just kind of this continual uh, you have to keep going and, and one of the, the ways that makes keeping going easy is by being affirmed and encouraged so I would tell like all our listeners out here like encourage people be a person who encourages each other you know celebrate other people and um you know just watch how your relationships flourish and to me that's very important because you can't do this thing on your own and i think that's you know within all this that's the number 2 is like you can't do this alone you don't have to do it alone it doesn't mean you have to be with people all the time it doesn't mean you 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 know you have to be dependent on people but you definitely need people in your life um, I I believe to do this music thing in a healthy and whole way to not become a shell of a person in 20 years where you're just mm. miserable. You may have success on paper, but <clears throat> I just know so many people who are you know three times divorced and they live in their studio and they have zero social life and they're just they don't enjoy their existence, but they don't know what else to do because people keep showing up to give them you know money to do music but they're not very happy so i want to i want to be a part of the the industry that changes and shifts that belief that you have to be miserable and give up everything just to be successful mm-hmm. uh, i don't think that's true and i think the more people embrace that um and help encourage each other and and all that then we're going to have a healthier industry and that's going to stem out even to the artists i think that'll stem out to the consumer and you know, I believe we can make a huge impact. So that's what I've noticed. You know, just all of this power in numbers, the amount of people that have affirmed us and we've affirmed back. It's like there's something there's something changing. You know, in the atmosphere. And if we keep mm-hmm. going, you know, and everybody keeps spreading it, you know, we can make a really big impact on all this. So that's my number two. What do you think about that? <laughs> no, man, that's really good. Um, like even for projects say that like I haven't mastered that say a I don't know like they chose a different mastering engineer or and I, I'm talking about like it's a producer that I normally master for or a mix engineer I nor- like they normally will send me a project um, even if I don't master like an album that they've worked on and I genuinely like it I don't like I don't keep that to myself. I genu- I generally will let them know. It's like, hey, I really like this that you worked on with so-and-so and just wanted to let you know it sounded really awesome. Like, good job. Keep up the good work. And they'll know, like, obviously it's like a compliment, so they're going to be pretty responsive to that and say thank you and whatnot. But I don't think that a lot of people know like what actually happens in the background after they push send. And, like, after they send a compliment to somebody. And, I, 
I mean, I, I'll never know the impact of the stuff that I send beyond the, hey, man, thanks very much. Like, I'll never know the impact of that. But, I mean, just in general, like, having and forming a community and knowing what it's like to get feedback from people on this podcast. I mean, very early on, you and I had a piece of fan mail from a student or professor up in New York at who was teaching music or was teaching engineering and like they told their whole class to listen to this podcast right. and they told us about it. Yeah. <laughs> Just like how encouraging that was. Yep. Um I hope they're still listening. <laughs> and I hope that's still homework. Yeah. Um I hope we didn't fail them, but the whole encouragement every time we get a piece of fan mail or I mean, it's even encouragement whenever we encounter someone who disagrees with us. And, I mean, you you have sometimes, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this part, but you'll have sometimes it'll be like little tiny nitpicky things. And it's like, to a degree, it's like this was like syntax and like us talking. And it's like, I really can't go like too much more into that. But if it's something that like we generally felt like we needed to correct or address... I feel like we have touched on it or we're going to do it in the future. And I mean, but I mean, if we truly believe that something's bad or something sucks, I mean, <laughs> we're not going to talk about it for an hour and a half and then not stand behind it when we get called out on it by someone who likes it. So it's just like one, like one opinion to another. Um, but I mean, in general, like, I feel like we try to act on stuff and no matter, like, Whenever we hear back from people, it's just nice to know that like there are people out there who listen whether or not they enjoy what we're saying, but that like we are reaching people and that like I mean there is stuff for us to personally work on um or just someone saying, "Hey man, that last podcast was freaking awesome. I really needed that." And I've at least seen that a couple times over the past year and Whenever I write back, I always feel like I'm like I always feel like I'm saying the same thing, but it's like thank you so much for like writing in and like expressing that because you have no idea like how much that means. So even to return that favor to somebody else and say like hey man, that mix you did was really freaking awesome or you reach out to a mastering engineer that you really like their stuff, you're like hey, I really like what you did with this album. Like keep it up. I'm like really really impressed by it and like can't wait to see what else you do i mean you have like yeah they could like snub that off or whatever but i mean in general i mean i don't think like if someone genuinely reads it i don't think encouragement ever and compliments ever go at least unnoted right so i'm all on board with that righteous <laughs> i also Something that's been kind of interesting is... Yeah, go. Like, how little marketing we've done. (laughs) I know, none. (laughs) (laughs) It's like literally next to none outside of like a post on Facebook here and there. Yeah. Which I'll just... I've gotten so lazy. Like, I'll just share your posts or I'll just (laughs) like take a screenshot. Dude, you got like the best stuff to say about stuff. Well, thank you. I'm just like... I'm to the point right now where, like, I'm just going to wait to see what Sam says and be like, yeah, man, that's awesome. And then just <laughs> screenshot and post it and be like, yeah, that's Sam. You should go check this out. He wrote this awesome clickbait of a thing. 
You should start titling our episodes. They'd be way more clickbaity. <laughs> okay. For this season, I can do that. You'd be like, what should we title this? But it doesn't matter because it's that, it's that like, when you go back and you re-listen to episodes, you come up with, like, this great thing about why people should listen to this episode and be like, damn, I didn't get that at all. <laughs> and, I mean, as of right now, and I know I've been, like, keeping people updated, and once again, 2018, when we were recording this, is not over yet, but at least as of the beginning of December, we're at 27,624 downloads, which is nuts. So that's, uh, I mean, it's funny because Fireside like gives you these little tiny achievements for like hitting mile markers, like publish your first 10 episodes or <laughs> cross the 500 download mark or cross the 1,000, 5,000, 10,000. And I, I don't know where the next one is, but for 20,000 or 25, you definitely don't get one. So I don't know if, I don't know. I'd like to know where other people are. And I know other podcasts get like 30,000 or 10,000 downloads in one thing. But I mean, this is like, we are talking to a very specific sect of people in a very specific field. So I feel incredibly honored that we have just under 30,000 downloads in a year, literally with no marketing. Yeah. So it is, I mean, our average download per episode is 1,023 downloads, and we're averaging about 2,700 downloads, almost 2,800 downloads a month. Yeah. And, like, our reach is freaking insane. So it's just about every single state in the U.S., and... Almost every single country, minus a lot of Africa. (laughs) There's like South Africa and Nigeria. Nigeria has two downloads. And then it's like that, and then like there's not a lot in the Middle East, but it's like pretty much everywhere else in the world, there is like a solid good like downloads from that country. So... I'm pretty darn grateful. Yeah, it's amazing. Especially for like not marketing. I don't even know how to market this because it's so specific. Right. I think it but, just, I mean, that points to like the main, I think point one is like it's marketed itself because the content is real and true. And in an industry where that's so rare to find, um, people have organically shared it. I mean, that to me is our marketing is... Our listeners, the amount of people that have shared and reposted us is more than any project I've ever done. <laughs> like, yeah. Even for like some of the bigger artists I've worked with, the response that I get for the podcast is way beyond any of my actual work. Um, and I don't take that in a negative way. I take it as like a wow, that's so interesting and telling that, you know. When I got into this industry, I longed to work on projects where people would know the artists, you know, or, mm. you know, the joke of like my, you know, needing your parents to know the artists or someone on the radio um, that you can show off, you know, I worked on that song. But I've found over time of, you know, having some of that, um, it doesn't really do much. Like you may get one or two people who actually say like, oh, that's cool, it's on the radio. And then mm-hmm. it ends. You know, then I have to go be myself still two seconds mm-hmm. later. And 
Um, yeah, like how long does that last for? Right. You know, some of my biggest things where I'm like, oh man, when this album comes out, oh, the career's going to be made. Like, I'm going to be so busy. And then it comes out and I promote it and the band promotes it and the label promotes it. And then it's like, you know, after a few days at most, max, it's, you know, for me, I'm just forgotten, you know, and that's fine. You know, I'm, I keep, I keep working, but I had to learn that the hard way of being like, man, I thought this would be it, or I thought this would do it, or I thought this would be the thing, um, you know, the accomplishment would fulfill me or, or get me more work. And, you know, some of it does get you more work, but I think, you know, the honesty, being honest about it and, and doing this, doing music for more than just the accomplishment and doing this podcast for more than just like trying to market it to get traffic to our service, you know, which is mastering. Mm-hmm. There's so many people I know who have started podcasts and they do it because they want it to point people towards a product to buy, be it their mm-hmm. course or a tip sheet or, you know, something like that. And I think for me, what I've learned and where I've seen the growth for our podcast, it's because we're not like selling anything really. We're just trying to share with people where we're at and um, by doing that that's really connected with a lot of people so mm-hmm. um, so yeah I feel like it's just so humbling that people even give a crap about this <laughs> um, so one of the things like I want to do in this season or this year I'm kind of jumping into that on each thing is like We've had people, multiple people, ask us to have like a attack and release show meetup and hangout. Yeah, that's, that's talk about humbling. Yeah, to have to have not just one, but like I've had like four people, you know, what? contact me and say like, you know, Matt and I need to do a meetup in Nashville or somewhere and like go for. It's mastering. probably just Sam. Sam, you need to do a meetup. I need to do. Don't a Don't tell Matt. <laughs> Don't tell Matt. Matt, you're invited. <laughs> You can come. It's like a day late. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the dates for Matt. Oh, you, yeah. And it's like just me at like a bowling alley. <laughs> Give you a different city. Yeah. So, this is Minnesota. Yeah. Why is it in Minnesota? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, to see that, you know, that's part of my put out to the universe. I would love to logistically figure out how to do that for our listeners. So if you're listening and that interests you, hit Matt and I up so we can start to put that together and um, you know we can make it happen I feel like we can do it and it would be a blast to have that community and have people show up and we can talk about the industry and mastering and you know do some tutorials and things like that so I'm I'm excited and that's something I want to see this year happen so yeah I've Feel one hundred percent completely unequipped to handle anything <laughs> like that. It's like, what would I know that somebody wouldn't know? Yeah. But it's like, if nothing else, just to kind of like once again, like form oh. and kind of bond that community. Yeah. And we can just foster that, and people speak into that. Yeah. I mean, that's just. I mean, once again, it's just like kind of encouragement, just to keep all of this going. Right. And. I don't claim to know anything that, like, like I like I do not have any like type of secret, like juju, right? That's making me better than somebody else, which I do not right. claim to be better than anybody else. But it's like I like just in general having that 
community, I think, if nothing else, like fosters a confidence in you to like that you are capable of putting out a better product. Right. Because you've talked with other people about it and you know that you're not off in space like drifting off and like on your own planet. That there are other people like you who like think exactly like you right. and who want to just at the end of the day put out legit sounding music. Yeah. So Yeah, we're I mean all- if nothing else, that would be fantastic. Right. Yeah, I think you know, we're all very similar. Like we're not that different. And I think, you know, when I, I look at the the comments on Facebook and different forums I'm a part of, it's you know, there seems to be such division. And once you get to talk talking to people or they start interacting with you, you learn like we're all pretty similar. You know, like there's not there's not a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, we're all very unique people and have unique upbringings, but at the end of the day, we're all, you know, when I look at the forums and I look when people get like in heated arguments, it's like you guys are both saying the same thing. Like, shut up. <laughs> like, <laughs> you both want the same end goal. Like, you, you yeah. really do at the end of the day. And, you know, two people have dug their feet into the ground or, you know, drawn a line in the sand and said, this is how you do it. No, this is how you do it. And it's like, well, you both can do it that way. Like, you can do it that way. You can mix that way and you can mix that way. Mm. And it'd both be great. Like, it's, there's not that much division. Um, you know, if you're willing to let go of your ego and pride with it, which is, you know, mm-hmm. of course, very hard to do because we're humans. But yeah, I think, you know, I feel like so strongly that I've learned this year that we're all very, very similar and desire similar things. And, you know, I would love to, to have people come to Nashville and hang out for a weekend or something. And we can just, I just know like the value of that would be huge. Um, and encouraging forever so shows up. So I want to put that out there in the universe that that'll happen maybe this year coming up. That'd be great. Definite bucket list item. All right, Matt, what else have you learned? Anything else? Hmm. I mean, I think we're really hitting on just about all of it. I mean, I, I don't want to seem like ungrateful. Like I haven't learned anything else. <laughs> no. But it's just like, going through these episodes and just like if nothing else just like collaborating with other people about like what they agree with and what they don't agree with yeah and like it was just like once again like well, like I've said earlier is like you like as a human if you're doing stuff entrepreneurial chances are you are undervaluing yourself mm-hmm. and steps you can take in order to value yourself more and then, like, when we started this, I was completely in the box, and I was thinking about, get, like, hopping out of the box, but I needed to do it in a really transparent way because you hear all of these people talking about, oh, well, you lose something by getting out of the box, and it's like, yeah, but through conversations that we've had, trial and error and whatnot, it's like you realize that you gain far more than you lose. Mm-hmm like by hopping out and it's like experimenting with that and like taking a lot of like what we have talked about and what other people have kind of spoken into us and kind of putting it into practice. Yeah. Um, so the, even like little tiny things like you had episode six, like what is mastering? Sometimes it's good just to kind of go back to the foundations of 
like what you are doing and actually define what you are doing, mm-hmm. it like as trivial as it sounds, it makes you a little better at marketing yourself. And when somebody comes up and says, "Well, tell me why mastering is important," you at least know what mastering is. Yeah. And if you listen to episode nine, you now know how to get those clients and how to land that and how to essentially determine like like who the who your clientele is. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I feel like what we, like, just in general, like, general collaboration, like, with you, it's like, and just getting on, like, and and learning from, like, your blog posts and then us talking about them. You had one on listening that we, and it's not just, like, listening to music, but um, listening to your clients and listening to, like, just listening in relationships. Yeah. And then we kind of challenge some stuff with... Luffs and normalization, and then we did a little Spotify experiment, and I mean, kind of pushed some buttons. It's kind of funny because the country they're located in got a couple extra hits during all those episodes, <laughs> just kind of amusing. So it's like, eh, I know we pulled a couple of strings. I wonder how high we, high up we went. Uh-huh. Um, but then it's like how to pick a mastering engineer just because we don't we're just because we know that like not everybody here who's listening to this is a mastering engineer. Some yeah. people are mix engineers and producers who are listening to this. So and then we gotten a lot of people talking to us about like room acoustics and monitoring and it's like mm-hmm. well, let's like let's evaluate on this and let's kind of like reaffirm what we know yeah. and see if anyone else like pushes back and they did. And then we did a follow up to that. So I mean, like what we've learned in all honesty is kind of freaking endless. I know. Um, and it's like every single episode is just you're just you you start writing out the the schedule for the episode, and it's like these are at least the bullet points that I want to touch on, right? And we can stray away from this as much as we want, and then around an hour or so, we'll try to reel each other in and <laughs> and wrap up, and but it's just like. In terms of where we're gonna go, it's like like who we we have absolutely zero idea. But I mean that's kind of cool. And this is this whole podcast has just been a really neat open forum. And I don't think that I could be any more thankful. Yeah. For it. And I mean, you were talking about how it started uh, from your perspective. How it started from mine is you and I were wrapping up a mentorship. Yeah. Uh, for the past six months, and I really loved the conversations that you and I were having and they were so valuable and the funny thing about you taking me on as a mentor or a mentee is I, I guess people were asking you like isn't this a conflict of interest for right. you to be training up another mastering engineer yep. which really shows that to some degree your fruit grows on other people's trees <laughs> yeah. I, I guess metaphorically yeah. so it's like you saw joy in bringing like fulfillment to other people's like dreams and whatnot. So it's like, but our conversations were so good. That's why I asked you. I think. Yeah, you did this ask year. Me. I remember. It was well the whole time. I was like, I feel like I want to do a podcast. Right. Like the whole six months, I was like, yeah, I was, did a podcast I mean, when I had a cigar idea. store. Yeah, it was your idea. I was like, I had a podcast when I ran a cigar store. It was absolute shit, but it's hilarious. <laughs> you can find, I think, one or two episodes on YouTube, but it was called Blow and Smoke. Ooh. And there's no videos, there's no anything. And it's just derogatory banter. 
like smoking cigars and like drinking booze. <laughs> and we were just kind of talking about like what was going on in the cigar industry. And it was absolutely hilarious. Like, it was this whole format it was just like an hour long. And it was just, I would moderate and try to create some type of content. And it was pretty funny. But the only thing that I got out of that was a desire to do another podcast once I left the cigar store. Yeah. And that's what I was telling you. And I guess to repeat myself for a third time, like the content or like what you and I were talking about every time was so good in terms of like how to treat your clients, how to treat yourself and not necessarily anything about gear or about like technique, but just really what we've talked about in this podcast. It was just so good that we're like, at the end of the whole thing, I was like, do you want to like continue this and like we can continue these conversations and like share it with everybody else. Right. So, and we just kind of like put together like a general format. And I really like the every other week thing because it gives us time if we wanted to buffer any episodes. Like if we know we're going to be busy in the month of May, well, March and April, we can record every week and you can have a pretty solid backlog of episodes by the time summer rolls around. And also it doesn't burn either one of us out. So, I mean, if one of our episodes, uh, I mean, it, we've talk, talked about it a little bit, but one of our episodes should really just be focusing on longevity. Yeah. And, like, how that should be, like, a general desire whenever you're doing something entrepreneurial. And, I mean, just the way that we formatted this, it's like, yeah, you can do a podcast every week. And, I mean, you might get more people, but in terms of, us just being able to put out content, I think what we're doing is absolutely fantastic. So, I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan of everything. Yes. Lovely. 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 So, all in all, like I said, I'm a pretty big fan of everything. Yeah. I think we're going to keep doing it until... Yes, we are. We get shut down, or I swear too much, and iTunes pulls us, and... <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a resolution for season two. Less expletives for Ooh. me. So, I like it. I like your expletives. Well, <laughs> there, 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 there were one or two that we had to <laughs> that we had to edit out. But I don't know. It's it's just like let's see how far we can take this. Let's see how far we can kind of push buttons. And yeah, I mean, let's see who pushes back. And I mean. I feel like we've really, like, like there are some people that, like, have really pushed back on stuff that we've said. Absolutely. And it's like, I don't know if we're saying stuff that's, like, in some episodes that's taboo, but, I mean, to start off, like, like we kind of started off this whole thing in a little bit of a revolutionary way. We launched three episodes on January, episodes on January 17th, and the first one was on Torrented Software. Right. No one talks about that. Yeah. The next one saying, you are not charging enough. And uh, no, the, yeah, did I say the second or third one? The second one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Second one was saying, you are, you are worth more, which is one of our most listened to podcasts. And the third one was, okay, well, let's touch on Lander and everything else. It's like the auto mastering services. Yeah. And I mean, those three combined as of right now are like, 
or I, I won't even do combined, but it's like they're right around like 2,000 each. Yeah. So it's like, that's kind of awesome for a podcast in its first year. Absolutely. So I'm pretty happy with all that. And then we'll see how far we can we can take everything. We're not trying to get anyone to spend money on us and everything, but we like the whole dad joke thing and like some of the weird crappy jokes that we've been putting out and um we will make a merch store in the future that will incorporate some of that yeah and right now it's just kind of trying to get some of the distribution methods and whatnot down and i'm really big in my other business and then it's kind of rolled over into mastering and now it's into the attack and release show i'm really big on user experience and some of the experience that I've had so far just trying to get samples from companies and whatnot, it's not been the best. So yeah. when are we gonna release it? We're gonna release we're gonna launch our merch when it's ready. Absolutely. We have the mock ups for everything and it's really freaking awesome. It is cool. I'm it's really cool. It. Yeah. My wife did all of the designs for it and she has a degree from SCAD and graphic design and um yeah, she- a degree from what is it? Georgia Tech and business marketing. And it's it's really cool, and I cannot be more thankful for her skill in doing that. Yeah. And but when it launches, you'll know it's ready. But I was like, we don't want to like release product that it's just like, well, shit, this is all just a bunch of junk that's all going rotten within three months. <laughs> so it's like, no, we want you to be able to laugh at this stuff and right. like be proud of it and like be happy to support what we're doing. Yeah. And we don't want to relaunch anything that's just kind of half-assed and that you're going to have a bad experience with. So, But there are plans for the future, and I cannot wait to see where 2019 goes. Where do you think it's going to go, Sam? I think 2019 is going to be a year of lots of growth for the podcast. I think it's going to... I I predict that by the end of this year, next year, that we will be doubled in size, if not tripled. And I think that we will be one of the most recognized podcasts and authorities on the podcast, in the podcast universe. That's my prediction. It's a bold what? one. It's bold. Damn. I know. I just... I got to learn some SEO then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's going to be organic. It's organic, man. I just, I feel like it's going to spread. You know, people are paying attention. And I know this, not, I want to say I know this because of the pushback we had from some of the people this year. And I would say some of the pushback we got from people this year were large people on the internet. And whenever you have quote unquote haters, or people that, you know, A, are paying attention to what you're doing. The, a couple of the people that responded to Matt and I this year, it was like, I didn't even know, like, you're listening to our podcast? Why are you even giving us an hour of your time? Yeah. Um, you know, it's that level of a person where you're like, do you have nothing else to do? But I know just from how business and marketing does work is if there are a couple people like that, there's a lot more like that who just aren't saying anything. So I know over this next year, if we keep putting out the same content that is just us on our journey, um, you know, it's going to keep stirring the pot. And my prediction is that we're going to become one of the 
one of the, I don't know, top, I'm not going to say top podcasts in podcast world, but I think within the music industry, I think I could see this growing into something very large. Um, and and I don't care that it, if it does or not. This isn't something I have a goal to do. <laughs> like, yeah. I but I just I with the way things are going and the growth, I see it becoming that way. And if it becomes that way, and we have a platform that that's lar- that is that large, I really want to just keep implementing what we already do, which is what we've said in this episode is it's it's a new community of people that are that care about each other and care about themselves and taking care of themselves and other people. And I think that is contagious. And I think some of the pushback we've gotten this year from some of the larger people, it's, you know, they're pushing back on us because we're questioning how things are done. You know, we're questioning. None of it's like, like y'all suck and like right. this is like 100% wrong Absolutely. it's just 100% wrong to like how they are talking about it right and the way that they're talking about it is through mm, to a degree like a little bit of fear mongering exactly but it's in order to get you to purchase something of theirs <laughs> yeah <laughs> can I, mean, I be any more obvious i mean it's just all about you know I'm right, you're wrong. You know that's yeah. what it comes down to, and and I'm a big believer in that. Within this industry, there's a lot of there's a lot of rights. You know, it's just like I said earlier. You can mix a song, we you know you and I, Matt, we could master a song, same song, and it sound different, and it will sound different. And the client could love both versions, you know, and they're both right technically. But I feel like the industry shifting. You know, as as I don't necessarily want to say younger, but I feel like as younger people are starting to get some of the or experience some of the negativity of the where the industry currently is at, which is there's a lot of gatekeepers and people trying to hold on to power and say, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. And there's a lot of people going, yeah, but things change and evolve and grow and we want to grow and you can't stop growth. You know, it's like Jurassic Park, Life will always find a way. That is what this podcast is. It's going to find a way. It will always. It's going to find its way up to the top. <laughs> I mean, it's not going anywhere. Right. So that's what I kind of see for this year. Um, you know, I'd like to do a couple more interviews this year on a, on a tangible level. So we'll probably be doing that, I bet. And then we're going to do kind of more focused on you know, we've gotten a lot of great feedback, as we've said, from people giving us episode ideas. So we want to, you know, honor those and they're terrific topics. Usually I think Mm -hmm. every one of them actually has been a great topic. So, um, we're going to do more of that and yeah, that's kind of, that's what I see. What do you see, Matt? I mean, definitely more interviews and there was, there was one more that I really wanted to do, but I just couldn't figure out the logistics. And then like everyone's schedule in the fall was just kind of like nuts. And so it was just like, eh, we'll push until next year and we'll just be grateful for what we have. But it's like, I couldn't be more grateful for Brad Blackwood giving up his time to uh, be on the show. And I mean, another massive thank you to him. And I mean, I want to do more things of that format and 
like get away from the whole like gear talk and more about to like how have like you made this into like a sustainable business model for you and cuz like not everybody operates in a studio and not everybody is like doing stuff at like a massive mastering house or something like that so it's like how have you been able to make this work so i mean that's really important to me and it's really important to sam um I want to stir the pot in a couple more areas, but I kind of have to. I kind of have to figure that out and hone that in a little bit. Um, do it like I want to find a way to get more interactive with uh, the crowd that is listening to this. That is like taking a freaking hour to like listen to what we're saying. Um, but yeah, it's like I don't like. But like in 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 the same regard, like. I also want to make sure that, like, to a degree, that we do like stay in our lane and that we do focus on the people who, like, like that that we made this podcast for. And I mean, the craziest thing to think about is like the person who may find this podcast the most informative, like, maybe in elementary or middle school right now, and they're gonna find this podcast when like. I don't know. We're on like a completely crazy other season, or I, I I don't know. I mean, who knows? Like AI could take over the world by the time they're mastering engineers. I don't know. So it's like I'm just I just want to find like another way to interact with our community, and whether that is through meetups, whether that is through I don't I I, I don't know. I but I I feel, I feel like I'm going to give away spoilers if I keep talking. So I think I, I think I'm going to end what I'm forecasting there, but I, to kind of end on my part, uh, I don't think I can say thank you enough. And some people get like really annoyed by like how much I say thank you, but I am insanely grateful, and the gratitude uh, will never end for like the people who like listen, the people who write in, and the people who contribute to this so thank you so much yes thank you you have anything else for the people in podcast land sam i don't you said it i don't have anything else to say sweet (laughs) well on that note thank you so much for tuning into season one we hope you like what we have going on for season two and yeah morning afternoon night whatever you're having have a darn good one See y'all. Bye. Cue the music, Sam. Cueing. <laughs>